Hi everyone and welcome to the bonus podcast for episode 431 of Conversation Street. You're either listening to this or watching this on YouTube because this is the week two of our trip to Manchester that we're bringing to you this week. Thank you to everyone who enjoyed and watched and, and, and messaged us about um, our week one video. Glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. We enjoyed doing it. And yeah, we, we enjoyed did. making it. So and... what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Anyway, what have we been up to this week? Um, at the moment it is, what day are we on? Sunday, aren't we? So we're, as we did last week, we're going to do some bits of recording throughout the week with all correlated stuff that we get up to. I don't know to. what more else we've got planned. I'm not doing anything tomorrow. I don't know what you're doing. We're a, we might have a day with rest tomorrow. We've got plenty more to come. My don't, feet are sunburned. Don't, you know, it's going to be fine. Um, we went to, um, we started off yesterday going to Daisy Nook Garden Centre, didn't we? Which um, is run by Mark Llewellyn, who's a curry super fan and expert type guy who does um, talks and presentations. And... He does tours for Canadians. Yes, he knows an awful lot about Coronation Street. He is, he is like the bee's knees when it comes to Corrie. He certainly is. We, he was one of the um, people that we um, first interviewed on the podcast, I think, way yeah. back when, when we... Um, we years went to Corey, ago. yeah, many years ago. We had a lovely chat with him. And we've been going for nearly eight years now. Yeah. And uh, he had a Corey exhibition at his garden centre as well, which was a collection of um, paraphernalia. What, what sort of stuff was there? Memorabilia. Is that memorabilia. Paraphernalia? There might have been some paraphernalia in there as well. Um, it was like... All um, kinds of good stuff. Yeah, there were photos, there were old records that the cast had made. There was... Um, like you know, shot glasses, picture the shackles on, and I don't know, make it out that, that like kind that. of stuff. Old Coronation Street stuff. Um, it was really, really cool. And um, we were wondering. Had, I think he had an old script as well. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. And I think he had a cobble, but I might be making that up. Yeah. It's been a while since we were able to see it because. It's been stolen. He told us well, that. It wasn't stolen. It was nearly stolen. Yeah. He told us um, that he, he, he finished doing a tour one day and then um, he found some Canadian fan yes. trying to pocket. Canadian. <laughs> trying to pocket to a load so of his stuff. So he decided maybe I shouldn't have it out anymore. So sadly, that's um, that's been uh, either put back in his attic or passed on to other people. And, this uh, is not the only thing, only collection of Coronation Street memorabilia that has been spirited away since um, we first heard about it. We'll get to that in a minute, won't we? Oh yeah, yeah, of course. And he also told us, didn't he tell us about one fan who tried to take up a cobble one time when he took them on a door yeah. in the old in the old set. Funny. Naughty, naughty. And this is why people can't have nice things and go and exactly. see Coronation Street exhibits. Mm. Yeah, I wonder whether they'll put anything like this in the new set extension thing they want to do. They really should have stuff like that. Yeah, well, they had stuff in the old, um, the old tour, like bits they and bobs. They could do. They could really just fill so many rooms. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, that, that was, it was still it was lovely. We had a little chat with Mark again um, yesterday, didn't we? Which was nice. He told us this. He's kind so of stuff. he was so generous with his time. Yeah. No, hopefully, as as if you're watching this on YouTube, you're seeing some pictures of all the stuff that we saw last time as well. Anyway, um, that was that. And then after that, we, we were kind of exploring the northeast area of the city on our, on our map that, that yesterday. Weren't we? Well, at the outskirts, we went to um, the, uh, what was it called? The place that we went to. 
um, which, which had um, Phelan's Chase in. It was the... Tubrook was the name of the road. Yeah, it was the Moors, wasn't it? Saddleworth. Worth. Saddleworth, exactly. Maybe. So um, we knew that they used that for um, some of the scenes where Phelan had his um, mill, where... There's an abandoned mill that was in the show, but also in real life. Yes. It was the place where um, Andy and... Um, Vinny got shot, I believe. Yeah. And the place where um, Luke and Phelan had their car chases, and they were when they were racing through all the all the wooden undergrowth and everything. And this then this was like, um, yeah, he was he was at this area because it was supposed to be in the show a mill that was going to be converted yeah. and he was doing building work and stuff mm-hmm. so he kind of took advantage of the fact that he would have access to this place yeah because it would be a really great place to put a body it, it was it was a bit out of the way wasn't it and we, we stupidly we went on a saturday when the, it was heaving with people we really because we have been coming at this from the the point of view of like we're we're looking at coronation street things we're like who else would be interested? And apparently, people love the countryside. Yes. So, <laughs> Didn't really think about it. We were luckily able to find a car parking space and then um, took a, a sunny walk down because it was flipping hot again on Saturday. And we um, walked down, to get to this mill, we walked down like a really precariously steep bit of grass, but it, it was cobbled. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys love cobbles. They, they really, really do. We've been down quite in a few cobble roads in the past week cobbles. or so. Yeah. So um, you, you get down there and then you can see the, the, the gate of this mill and there's like, warning, do not enter. And there's, that, yeah, there's, and, um, there's a big gate over the front of it and um, there's a security guard the other side of the gate and I think he saw us there and shouted out to us because we were trying to get some, uh, really some footage of it. We looked totally suspicious of it. It, it wasn't, I mean, it was definitely the place, but um, it wasn't necessarily all there as the spot where such and such happened. See, some of these places we will recommend to you to go and look for yourself, but I would not recommend you go here because you're not going to see anything. No. (laughs) And, um... Unless you'd like a nice walk, because Tubrook's a lovely place to walk along. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, but, exactly. Um, don't go there for Cory stuff because you might get murdered by a um, a rogue security guard who's taken um, inspiration <laughs> from Pat <laughs> Boolan's antics. You can kind of go around the side as well, can't you? Um, where you can look over the fence and see some of those you container crates. Be looking over the fence. So I, I think... I don't recommend looking over fences. I think, and someone else can correct me if I'm wrong here, if you know, but even the bit where Luke was shot was inside the well, mill area. So he chased them all around and then... And it looked like they just pulled over at the side, but I think it was all I'm sure for insurance purposes, it would make sense for them to have everything contained within the walls. Otherwise, they're going to yeah. um, come a cropper, aren't they? Because mm. that was a public pathway and there were lots yeah. of people walking up and down it mm. it's still quite cool i mean it's we not find the bridge though could we no there, there's there's one shot in the in the chase where he goes over a rickety bridge and we, we couldn't find where that was there's an awful lot of private roads as well wasn't there so um it could be it anywhere is... there it would make yeah, sense if they would... did it on a private road yeah you, you've got to be one of these um you know secret um suburban explorers suburban urban explorers <laughs> if you want to go looking for it for you might get suburbans. caught and get in trouble well, actually, talking about that, this place is called Fletcher's Mill, isn't it? Mm. If you Google it, you can find some people who have gone in. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Urban explorers, and they have actually breached the gates and found their way into Fletcher's Mill. And apparently, 
the, the electricity is still hooked up. All of the um, rooms are still intact. There's paperwork everywhere. And that you can use computers and things in there. It's all connected. Mm. We didn't want to take the risk, did we, for that I, time? I was too Maybe hot. next time. It was really, really hot. We ended up just coming home after that. We, we planned to go to some other places after it on the well, way back, but... Um, but we, we we didn't get around to that. We might I'm still do strike. it. I'm on strike. Later this week. Gemma's on strike for. A few I'm fed up with this. The the minimum like we've been walking six miles a day, and that's, that's not what an exaggeration. You do when you go on other days. I didn't come on holiday to go walking for six miles a day <laughs> to I go thought, look over a fence and get shouted at by a security guard. And it's not even like we're relaxing in the car because we don't have air conditioning <laughs> so i'm not like being chauffeured from from spot to spot so i can step out and and sort of nod my head graciously and then go away again i'm like <laughs> being dragged around sweating like a pig turfed out forced to trundle up and down the hills for no apparent reason well it seems like the weather's going to take a turn for the worse or for the better, better in your case in the days to come so hopefully we'll be able to get back out there later in the week but if not we've still got our curry jigsaw to keep us busy which um we we spent a bit of time yesterday evening doing it's coming together we're, we're, we're going to get this done in the, in the next week i know so Mike, michael's at the head of the jigsaw and i'm doing you're doing the, you're finding I'm going things for me. Through so. the, the pieces going Here's Don Brennan's nose. Yeah. <laughs> oh well so oh, this this is Audrey's hand. Yeah. yeah this so. wine glass, I don't know where this is from. Yeah, so that was our day yesterday. And so that takes us to today where we went to Speedwell Cavern, which is up in um up in the Peak District. And this was a place we wanted to visit because back in nineteen sixty five uh, the Rovers regulars all took a trip out there. So there was Jack and Annie, there was David and Irma, Dennis was there, Charlie Moffat, a load of them. And this is one of my favourite episodes of the 60s. Um, and it's funny because on the episode they say, we're going to the Blue John Mines, don't they? Yeah. But as you pointed out to me in the car today, there's not actually a place that is called the Blue John Mines. There's no. one called Blue John Cavern. Yeah. Um, but but they didn't film that. They filmed at a place called Speedwell Cabin. Gemma, as, as our um, gem expert, could you oh. inform our listeners what, you, what do you know about Blue John? What is Blue John? Well, the funny thing about them filming at this place and saying it's Blue John Mines is they actually showed, a, like quite prominently in the episode, the side of the building where it says Speedwell Cab- Cabin. That's how we helped, that's how they helped us to find it. And that building hasn't changed. So if you want to go to... Um, experience this for yourself it's still still there the building's still there you can get the same shots and but the interior was not filmed there but anyway you asked me about blue john mm-hmm. what is it it's a t- sort of fluoride fluoride yeah it's a fluoride it's like a, it's a precious semi-precious semi-precious stone, stone and it is only found in great britain in this area of derbyshire there's yeah. no other place where you can get this it's it's very very rare yeah, and, and they haven't got much of it left, apparently. They can no longer... They've exhausted the mines for larger pieces, because they used to um, mine massive... Well, they used, to, they used to make, like, really big bowls and urns and, and vases and things, and this was back in the Roman times. They, they, they um, discovered this and sort of took it back all across the empire. Um, thought it was brilliant. Um, but then sort of forgot about it like so many things that in this country during the roman times everyone just forgot that it happened mm. and then they i think they rediscovered it in the 18th century and started mining it again 
and turning it into earrings yeah. and, and rings and, like and necklaces said, and stuff there's not very much of it left so it's very very rare and very expensive yeah one of the things i really liked about the episode was the romance that was blossoming between david and Irma ogden at the time and he ends up proposing to her on the bus because they, they get there and she looks in the the window of the jewelry shop and says oh are you gonna get me that ring or something and then he presents it with her on uh, yeah. on the bus at the end he and then they're engaged which is lovely um, yeah, but it's a, that's a really, really funny episode. And Michael it's... bought me a lovely pair of Blue I John bought, yeah. earrings. Yeah, I did. It's a nice souvenir for it. Yeah, and but um, so it's, I can't remember Speedwell Cavern. There's only a couple of places where they can still they still mine this stuff. Yeah, it's 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 all around that area. And it's isn't not it? very much gets mined every year. So yeah. if you want some. You better hurry up and get some because they're running out. Go in your super fast car because apparently that's where they all go, innit? When we got there first, there was it was weird. We got there about ten o'clock or so, and no, it we was didn't. no, we didn't. We got there really early. We got there like twenty. Oh past yeah, nine. it was. It was. It was even and earlier. No, and it seems like open. Sunday mornings is where you come if you want to show off your flashy sports car because no, a load of boy no, racers were there. It was not flashy sports cars. It was modded like Ford Fiesta. <laughs> <laughs> they fooled me well you, you know this everyone knows this kind of people if you're from the uk i don't know if they do this in other countries these these people that like get their cars and they put fancy hubs on them or on the wheels or whatever and stick spoilers on the back and paint them funny colors and put their like instagram handles in the back of their on, in, on the decal on the window and then hang around in car parks and rev their engines when mm. you're trying to get a KFC or something. So that's but what they, they were doing they here. They did this at Speedwell and they were there for pretty much all morning. They mm. were there and then they sort of went away after lunch. Yeah, because we went off for a bit because we, we didn't actually go into Speedwell Caverns because it's a boat tour. I mean, it's, it was so totally different to Coronation Street. Oh, yeah, where they, where they... So, so they So the idea was that the residents went off to the Peak District to go down and admire the interior of this cavern. So they filmed the exteriors at Speedwell. And if you go inside the little shop there, there is actually a, a small, a very small display about the Coronation Street filming, which you can look at, but there's also lots of artifacts. But they didn't actually film anything, even in a cave. They just recreated the interior in a set. Yeah, so that, actually, if you go into Speedwell, it's a little boat trip and we wanted to do a bit of a walking one. So we went down to the Peak Cavern, which is just down the road. It's called the Devil's Arse because um, of the noises that it makes and um, yeah we had a nice time so you should see some of our footage of them and after that we did a couple of Corrie related pubs including Lantern Pike which used to be um, Tony Warren's local not only did he live around Victoria Park which we talked about last week on the podcast but he, uh, he moved to um, what was the place called Hayfield? Little Hayfield I thought it was just Hayfield Hayworth. Hayworth. no no there's two of them oh I don't know there's, there's <laughs> one without and one with um, and yeah the, the Lantern Pike was um, his um, pub that he wrote some of the um, episodes of the according early episodes the, of Coronation according Street. According to in. them, this is where he yeah. wrote some of the scripts. Yeah, and they had and some Corrie paraphernalia on the wall. Is that the right use of the word paraphernalia that time? They had some Corrie bits and bobs, including okay. an old mirror from the Rovers, the old Rovers doors that were taken off when the pub burnt down in the mid 80s. And we wanted to go and see that, but unfortunately, they didn't have it up. Some of it had been taken away because the owner had moved um, and other bits they had, to, they had had to take down because of COVID and people were craning over to get to look at it and people who were sitting next to them didn't like the idea so, of people staring over them. So what happened was this pub used to be owned by different people and they obviously cared about the connection to Coronation Street. 
because they put this display up and not all of the stuff that they displayed was actually belonged to them. And one, some of the stuff that they had, which, we, which I, I don't know if they still have that there, was a montage of pictures and also a letter that, that Tony Warren wrote himself to say, yes, I came to Lantern Pike. Mm. So that, that wasn't, none of this was up. But they they had some memorabilia, like you said, the um, the the doors, the doors, mirror, etc. And this actually belonged to Alan Hart, who was a News of the World showbiz journalist. He won it in an auction. So I think what happened was he lent it to Lantern Pike Inn to display, and then when the owners left, they returned those items mm. to him. So I don't know where those items are. Yeah. But they're not at Lantern Pike, even though the website says that they are. So yes. that was slightly disappointing. But the food was nice. That was lovely. No, and, no. Oh, go on. and it still is the place where Tony Warren apparently wrote these yeah. things. And he lived in the road that sort of, not the main road that it's, yeah, it's on, but around the corner. Yeah. He, he lived down that road. Yeah. And also, um, at one point, Pat Phoenix lived in the in same the, in the area. place. And apparently they used to drink at this place. I don't know what the time scale of that is, but... Pat Phoenix was also the owner of the Navigation Inn, which was the second pub we went to, which was a horrible run down pub. It wasn't horrible. It wasn't, it, was, it wasn't great, was it? It was... It, the bit we were in was not very picturesque. It's by Bugsworth Canal or something like that, mm. Canal Basin. And um, there were nicer bits than the bits that we sat in, but it is just a not very amazing pub no it's just an average pub interesting to go nice there there's there nothing cory there there, there no was nothing to say phoenix that pat phoenix owned this so we didn't ask them anything they seemed very very stressed but i will say one thing they had going for them was they were the only place i've been to that seemed to take covid19 seriously and they were telling people like don't do this make sure you do that you're too close to me you step away don't stand too close to her mm -hmm. nobody else was bothered but this if you're worried about safety and you want a drink in the peak district go to another yes they get points they for that. are very very up on it Okay, so it's Wednesday now, and we're going to talk about what we've been up to yesterday and today. Yesterday included, um, there was a, a, a few drive-by shootings, weren't there? By, <laughs> by that I mean photography shootings, of course. Um, starting off with the Doris Speed plaque over in Chalton. Um, now she, um, Doris Speed played Annie Walker back in the 60s and 70s and early 80s. And I think you found out about her plaque, didn't you, online? Yeah, I can't remember how I did. And it's very interesting because there are not many Coronation Street ex- well, cast or production staff. There's really, have. really not. And I, I honestly, if I had more time on my hands, I would totally start a campaign to try to fund to get some more of these put around Manchester. Elsie Tanner, Pat Phoenix has nothing no. anywhere. So I think that's a travesty. But they do have a plaque on the house that belonged to Doris Speed while she was filming in Coronation Street. So that is where she stayed and we, um, it's in a cul-de-sac. I wouldn't recommend you go there necessarily. It's a residential area. It's very quiet. Yeah, we had to just like, we, uh, we, we drove past and did a bit of filming and then I, we parked down the road and I did like a sneaky look, but I mean, I felt pretty bad because it was someone's house and I was yeah. waiting for somebody to, to jump out at us at any minute. But, um, but you yeah, know, we, we took footage so you can see it and enjoy so yourself. So you don't have to. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So from over there, we went over to uh, Withenshaw. 
<laughs> to go and see the Dog and Gun or the the, the Park Hotel that uh, it was used to be. Park. Yeah. It, it's it's called the Park Hotel on Google Is Maps. It? it doesn't but have. I don't think it's. It got... doesn't. <laughs> rooms yeah so this used to be used as the dog and gun and I, I don't think there's any reason for them to go back there now but this is going back what four five years maybe so when, when um, yeah when the big villain was callum callum and Gemma was introduced as like his sidekick mm. and um lots of dodgy drug stealings went on there it was very rough yeah, uh, there was uh, Macca as well was his other one, wasn't it? his other lackey? Yeah, that's right. So, it, it wasn't a particularly supposed to be a nice area, and um, I would say that the scouting, the location people did a pretty good job of finding somewhere that was... Well, we've got a little story about when we got to Withenshaw yesterday. Do you I want just to... have to preface this with, by saying that this is not snobbery on our part, because we live in a very similar area to this. <laughs> so we're not phased at all by any of this. It's just like, oh, it's like home. When we... When we pulled up to the Tesco, there was like a man and we went inside to buy some There's a Tesco opposite the pub. Tesco Express. And a man was kicking off in there because they wanted his ID and he was like shouting at everybody. He was really saying, having a go like, at the poor cashier. You can't ask me it's my ID. I didn't, I've been in here every day. I spend 60 quid a day on this, that and the other thing. You know who I am. You're not very kind and all this stuff. Yeah. He, he came out and he started arguing with a bunch of other people as well. Yeah, they took it out onto the street, didn't they? He was just picking on random people and like shouting at them. <laughs> I was kind of thinking, don't don't involve us in this. We're from down south, you know, we don't know you. Well, I went back in after he'd left and I spoke to the shop assistant. I was just like, are you okay? Because that's very stressful. She's like, yeah, I don't even care. I was like, okay, fine. You must be used to this. But the pub itself was all closed up, wasn't it, when we got there? I don't know if it's closed. I don't know if it was closed, closed, whether it was just a bit early. early, even for hardened alcoholics. We We did a little tour around the outside, didn't we? And it was was just the same as it was before. We thought that they'd taken a door out, didn't we, stupidly? Because we got a photo of uh, around the back, which I think they use for the front, really. Uh, of the dog and gun on the show and it looked like there was a door in a wall somewhere and we put on twitter oh look they've taken a door out because here it is just a wall and, and then somebody helpfully pointed out that maybe that was just a door that was swung open <laughs> into the wall we didn't say we were uh, we were bright also just have to quickly mention we had porky pigs yorkshire pudding wraps for lunch that day and i've been trying to have one of these for ages and we managed to oh yeah yeah we went back and fruit. had lunch didn't we yeah and that was really tasty it's very nice it's that world famous yorkshire pudding wraps Recommend it, but they should have more gravy. Then we went into town to see um, to see Charlie, Charlie Gemello again. Lovely Charlie, he's so wonderful and friendly and lovely and nice and. Yeah, we yeah. we took it. We took a trip into town first because we've been filming in the morning. So we sat around by the pigeons and we just basically got very very hot and bothered, didn't we? And then I yeah. wasn't living my best life. But we it, found a little cafe in Primark, which was so nice and cool. It was a it central was perk, wasn't central it? Central perk from Friends. From Friends. I don't know what the. And I bought a, I bought a jumper. As yeah, well. to save for Christmas time. Yeah. So then we went over and see Charlie. We, it was we unbearable with him for a couple of hours. But yeah. um, Charlie was absolutely wonderful. He's so lovely and yeah, nice. We talked about Cory stuff. And we talked. You talked PlayStation stuff with him. Oh, and we he had gave some me some drinks. great recommendations. Gemma thinks she's going to um, hire. Well, I went to went rent one. I'm not, I can't afford yeah. to buy one, but. But that was lovely to see him again. I wish we could have stayed longer. We we were them for a few. For, three hours well, or so he had to we? go off and do his own thing he, he, he's got his own ritual for tuesday <laughs> evening so if you yeah. might if you follow him on instagram you might know oh okay but, uh, <laughs> so he went and did that so it was lovely seeing him again um and then we headed we got an uber into media we city because we, we had a, a another appointment with the stars we're so 
so fashionable and awesome. We'd arranged, we'd arranged to meet um, Sally Ann Matthews and Adam Bleese. So obviously and there was people a... who play Jenny and Dirk in the show. That's Dirk, not Kirk. There was a bonus special guest star. Yes, that was exciting. Poppy the dog, who was absolutely beautiful. Adam's dog, Poppy. Wonderful, darling little dog that I would have spent the whole day with <laughs> if I'd been allowed. But um, yeah, we just sat... Um, and just to, to just to reiterate, socially distanced at all. All time. of it, we were socially distanced with Charlie. Charlie you see all the pictures all that I've put up. Social distance with Sal and Adam. We were all spaced out outside at all times. But Poppy was funny, wasn't she? She kept going over. And there's this tiny little girl. They must. I don't know, understand children's ages. Three, two. Well, I don't know. She was like four. four. So I've got no idea. Um, and she who came over, she's all dressed in pink, wasn't she? And she's like, can I straight your doggy? Oh, I tell you what, it was so good to hear a, a child ask permission before touching yes. a dog. If you teach your children nothing else about animals, teach them to always ask first because that's how kids And every time she, she stroked her, she did a little funny dance, didn't she's she? So and then she went off and she was looking over. Oh, anyway, so, we had, so sweet. We had lovely, lovely chats and can the goss. With oh, Adam yeah. and Sal, didn't we? Oh, that's so fantastic. And I just say also, so Adam Bleece is the nicest, smiliest, happiest, most positive person. He really is, He's isn't he? He's always smiling and laughing. He's absolutely fabulous. Considering that in, uh, in Corrie, you just see him in the background. He's dourly holding a, a clipboard He's or whatever. He's so nice. He's a really, really charming I, chap. I, I, I think I just embarrassed myself because I was so hot. And they were like saying things to me and I was just sitting there like a brain dead idiot going, <laughs> who are you talking about? I don't know what you mean. <laughs> well, it took my brain a long time to work out what, yeah, I just felt I was not on my, I was not on my top game yesterday. It was fun. We had a lovely chat for a couple of hours there, didn't we? And oh, they um, were they're so nice. Again, so yeah, we didn't most, my input. mostly talking about Corrie stuff. We talked about some of the things with places that we've been to and some of the places we're going to go. And, um, yeah, so it was, just, it was lovely. And, and, um, we talked about the weather <laughs> because it was so well, jolly listen, hot. Well, it's not, it's not, it's unfair to characterise the Brits as obsessed with weather because we live in, an, in, a, in a country that has got incredibly unpredictable weather and apparently our summers, the, the, the humidity and the heat combined makes it like tropical rainforest conditions. <laughs> when you come from a country that has a dry heat and air conditioning everywhere, you probably don't appreciate how it affects us when it gets to 30 degrees and it's like 91% humidity, it's like living in a jungle. It was lovely and cool, well, coolish it down by nice the water though, wasn't it? Water. It was a, a lot, a lot different. And um, so we, we, we kind of chatted there for a bit and then and then we parted ways. It's, it's just such a shame that we can't sort of chat more often, isn't it? Because we, we live at so opposite nice. ends of the country, basically. Yeah, I know, it'd be so nice to hang out. And I was thinking, more. when are we going to be able to go to Manchester again and see you guys we again? Can and come with Charlie like, and everything. Michael. It's not like there's a the man that lives in north of london well, i think when they open people. the uh, open the new set tour bit we'll probably go out there again but anyway I, we then headed over to media city just to get a few snaps of it with the um with the sunset oh yeah we we ordered another uber because we were being decadent and um michael was like i want to take a photo of the outside of the set and then he ran away up the road and jogged all the way it was back further again. than i thought it was i had to get back in time for the uber but yeah anyway we did that got our uber and then after a very Long well, day, we, it was like day. about we half nine, and we had some ramen in shoyu, and it was really, really good. Very, ramen. very tasty. So then we came back, and it was still incredibly hot. And by this point, 
both of us at some point had felt very odd during the day, me more than you. I'd, I'd had a funny turn you as had well. A funny turn. I'm, I'm used to you finding it difficult in the heat, but I had a little woozy, woozy <laughs> moment. So, Gemma had to guide me over to a bus shelter, and it turned out there's some people doing a drugs deal there. So yeah, so like, let's move on from here. Anyway, so in the night um, in Manchester, there was lovely rain and a bit of thunder and lightning which i absolutely adored mm. but it didn't cool anything down at all and i could not sleep <laughs> it was about four o'clock probably before i managed to get to bed you noticed in the theme with some of these discussions i'm sorry what what me moaning <laughs> no just the talking about the weather like you said yeah it's well, been a it's been a hot topic during our trip here hot topic <laughs> anyway so i i then i I began to feel very unwell and i eventually developed a migraine yes you woke up with a migraine the day um, like well, a, the morning you feel a bit better now, aren't you? It's it's. I passing. spent the day like a Victorian um, lady swooning on a couch and trying to collect myself. And I sent Michael bravely off into the world, didn't I? Yes, because we got an offer from uh, Mark Llewellyn, who we talked about earlier on uh, in this episode. Um, I'm so sad I missed who, it. Who invited us to go, to go around to Ashton, where he would give us a guided tour of some of the Corrie sites. He's so generous and with he his was, time. And he, he really, really was. And he's, he's used to doing these tours, because especially he gets uh, Canadian fans. Uh, well, he, they, when he, they come yeah, over, it's exactly. often him that does the tours around there. You have to there. make sure that you get time with this guy because he knows everything there is to know. Mm. And if he doesn't know, it ain't worth knowing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he used he's to be like, Roy, Roy Badcliffe's agent at one point as well. So he's he really does have the inside scoop of a of a lot of Corey stuff, to be honest. Anyway, we um we so that that was over in Ashton, and um we um first off we went to the old Chapel Unitarian Church, which was um the uh, place where Roy and Haley were supposed to get married back in 1999, mm-hmm. but Les Battersby um, scuppered it because he, he, he just told the press that, you know, two blokes were getting married. Yeah. And then they came in. But they, when was that, you say, what day? 99. Oh. So the, the funny story there was um, that they had to choose a different church than usual to do the wedding in because it was filming of a, a, you know, a transsexual marriage. Um, that's, the, uh, that's the term that was used at the time. Yeah, and... Um, most of the C of E churches would like, no, you're not filming that in here. But so they had to oh. find this Unitarian church over in, I, I think it was in Duckingfield. Um, it, it's a, a more liberal branch of uh, of Christianity, shall we say? So they were like, yeah, film it here. That's fine. So um, God loves everyone, so there, even there's, you people. There's some famous pictures of the. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Some famous pictures of Roy and Haley standing outside the front of the church, and. Um, they were filmed as like mock mock up shots because they didn't actually get married there in the end, but they were the ones that all went went to the press. That, oh, was, right. that was quite funny. So that that was nice. Bit um, of history there, really. Absolutely. Then we went down the road a little bit to the the Duckinfield Town Hall, which was briefly used in Coronation Street back in nineteen ninety five um, for Steve cool. and Vicky's again ah. another failed failed wedding. And this was something that if you watch it on ITV three, you'll have seen quite recently. They just can't, they literally just kind of go up the steps there and they, I think they did a bit of filming inside, but there was a funny story there as well that Mark said that um, there was a News of the World reporter wanted to get, get a picture of it because this was when Roy Barraclough came back to the show and um, right. they, everyone wanted a, a shot of him. Yeah. Uh, and so that there was a load of press there and they blocked the roads off and everything. And then somebody went to one of the houses opposite and paid somebody to go upstairs to film from their top bedroom. And the lady let him in but didn't realise that her husband, who's working nights, is asleep in the bedroom. <laughs> so he walked into there. So that was quite cool, just for a minor location. Then we went over to Portland Basin. Now that's a, one of probably the most famous, well-known Corrie spot that we went to this morning and somewhere that we'd been to before, isn't it, back 
know, three, four years ago, maybe. Yeah. Do you want to, what do you remember this, about that? Is this not where um, Richard Hillman tried to drown the plaques? It is indeed. So this is where you would not no longer hear the You and Me song because apparently Corey doesn't have the rights to show it in clip shows anymore. I still don't believe that. I don't need but, to check out about that. But the, yeah, he tried to drive everybody into the, into the canal without playing on the radio, shouting, I love you, or something. And, mm. and it was Gail, Sarah, David, and and he was driving. And Bethany, yeah. Um, Baby and Bethany. Went into, went into the water, and this was like a, the, the finale stunt of Richard Hillman's reign of terror. Such a what fantastic, a fantastic way to end as well. Yeah. A really, really climactic, dark, yet still very Corrie-esque, because it was rooted in Manchester, it was slightly comedic, even though it was dark, because the, just the sort of the sight of somebody driving into the canal with that playing in the background is like macabre and mm. like, you know. It was also yeah. used a few years later when um, David was trying to ruin Sarah and I think it was Sarah and Jason's wedding by sort of re. Um, redoing, reenacting the stunt himself, like trying to cause a bit of a diversion for the actual wedding, and he drove into it as well. And apparently, when they filmed the second time, um, they'd converted the top part of the uh, the building next to it into flats, and that the people who live there weren't particularly happy with all the disruption that filming caused. Then, I can so imagine not. Quite funny. Anyway, that that was it's a really picturesque little area, really. And we, we've never I'll been on a little basin. walk around there, have we? No. But it's something that I'd quite like to explore it's quite near a museum as well yeah portland basin museum which is like a bit of social like history a, yeah, museum I'd isn't it again that was like that. that was all closed so really really go worth visit, going please. to yeah that was great um we then took a, a little stop off to rycroft hall now we've i've only got a little bit of footage from here but hopefully i'm gonna be able to put in a few pictures from when we went there last because this is um this is known for being the uh, weatherfield register office that they often use um and so they've used it for you know, Stephen Becky's wedding was there, Phelan and Eileen, Michael and Gail, I think Daniel and Sinead, one of the attempted weddings was there. Um, it's got a really, it's got a famous wood panelled room, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, which we still, we've not been able to get into when we went last time. Um, it was, it was locked. So we, we had to look through the keyhole, but that was as much yeah. as we could see. But <laughs> today, sadly, COVID, the whole building was closed down. So we got, we can see some, we got, we had a look at the outside of it at least. All this is doing is making sure that we have a, a reason to return. <laughs> I know, I know, totally, totally. At a later date. Yeah, so that's a nice, that's a, a cool famous bit. And then we went to um, Ashton Town Hall just to finish off our journey, which was where um, uh, it used to be used as Weatherfield Town Hall, probably not for a good you know, 20, 25 years or so, back when, back when Elf was myrrh. They, uh, <laughs> they used that as a frontage sometime. I think Mark told me the last time they used it was... 96. I think it's coming up on ITV3 soon, actually, where some of the OAP staged a protest in front of the hall. Um, what are you moaning about? Oh, I think it was about... Um, Early bird specials. No, I think it was about retirement accommodation or something yeah. like that. But anyway, that was, that was also closed off today. I think they're doing some renovations there, but um, yeah, I took, took a few shots of there. And, and when it comes on to ITV3 in a few months' time or whenever it is, I'll be able to go... Been been <laughs> yeah, so that, that was our job today, and I'll come in home and tell you all about it. It was a really, really fun, and uh, if he's listening, I just want to say a big, big thank you to Mark for oh, um, giving me so some, giving some of your time, a couple of hours this wonderful. morning, to show you around. Really so wonderful. Good experience to get someone who knows what they're talking about and to guide you there rather than just trying to follow around also ourselves. I have to say, if you want to support Mark um, and you live in Manchester, go to Daisy Nook. Yes. Because I will say, I was very jealous. They've got some re reasonably priced vegetable plants 
and I would I was absolutely gagging to take some of them home with us but obviously by the time we get them home they'll be dead exactly, so exactly. Um, yeah get get yourself in there and also sorry to say because Michael's moaning about me about time but the there's really good planters really really cheap yes good, good, good go place. go bye and on to today we are Thursday now and we've been out for a few more Coronation Street visits today um all places we've been to before um you would have seen if you were following us on Instagram and Twitter and everything we went to visit Grassmere Drive didn't we and who lives there Gemma Audrey Audrey does her damp houses there she's got so many damp problems there's two um houses that we visited for that because the first one that Alf and Audrey moved into in 1990 um they had to change about 15 years ago or so because apparently the, really 15 years I think so the, the guy that lived there I think it was a guy um got a bit too old apparently the resident um got a bit too old apparently and, and they, they couldn't carry on filming there basically but if you have a look online you can um what was do you go to zoopla did you say i love zoopla you can see what it's like now they've completely well, changed the inside well, 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 of it well, it's well. been gutted well well it is how what the state that the house was in when it was put on the market in april 2018 this is all publicly available information so don't feel too bad about sharing it. That's what the inside of the house looks like. It's, it's, it's completely updated inside. It looks amazing. We'll probably put in some pictures over now. It was, what was it, 380 grand it went for? Something like that. And it had, no mention of Corrie. Um, and the front's been completely changed. You wouldn't recognise it from pictures in Coronation Street, which is why probably um, one of the reasons that they, they completely changed the front so it doesn't look anything yeah. like... Yeah, so um, but even the, the driveway, um, because there, there was um, a bit of pat, patch of grass on the right where Toya and Emily and Roy did their protest one time. It's completely gone, it's poked over, isn't it? Barely recognisable. Um, and then what kind of person buys a house in, that's been featured in Coronation know, Street and then tries to pretend it wasn't ever <laughs> in the show? We then went on to um, the new Grassmere Drive which um, has been used less, is less common, less, uh, less well known, I guess, on the show, but they've been using that, for, as I say, quite a while now. Um, we drove past that quickly. We didn't want to stay at any of them too long because, like with the Doris B. Black, um, people did live there and they were probably at home. Um, just to also say that they add a number plate onto their front of the house, don't they, to yes. say it's number five. Yeah, it's number five. It's neither neither of them are number five on But interestingly, that, that old house name, old house had a name on the front, which they never got rid of, yeah, so you can still see, see, see it. Yeah, um, and then after that we went along to uh, Langworthy Park, or Chimney Pot Park as it's more commonly known, which was one of the original, if not the original place, that they filmed Red Wreck scenes, and they have done since at least the late 1980s, because we managed to find a picture of Martin and Jenny uh, in the park, didn't we, which we uh, yeah. recreated. Yeah, it's all changed, all the area around there has changed, it's all been fancified up. Mm. The, the old, um, uh, quite a lot of the old terraced houses, not all of them, some of them are still there, but quite a lot of them have been replaced with really fancy, new, lovely looking places with cool upside, upside down houses because mm. they have gardens up in the sky sort of thing. Yeah, in the second floor. And um, you can see, because Chimney Pot Park, it's called that because it's like at the level of the top of the houses surrounding, it's like in a, on a mound. Mm, um, yeah. And some of the chimneys, not very many of them around there now, have also got the um, the, the crowned chimney pots around there, which I think might have been ones that were filmed for an old Coronation Street intro sequence. I may be completely wrong. 
Um, but anyway, they've, they've filmed loads of Corrie scenes there. We took a few pictures. There was that Jenny one, obviously. There was a film, there was a scene like last year or the year before last. I can't remember how long Bernie's been in it now when Gemma and Paul were waiting for Bernie in the park. She never showed up. Sad. I know. Uh, Rita was mugged there, you remembered earlier. Yeah, yeah. Um, honestly, tons yeah. and tons of stuff. So, De- Devon Cal did training there. We said earlier in the week that we went to oh, Heaton Park mm. and that's part of the the filming location for the red wreck and this is also another filming location for the yeah, red wreck yeah. so it's quite um an eccentric place the red wreck because sometimes it's like a tiny little park and other times sometimes it's, it's like a giant field. great big estately home grounds <laughs> um with a golf course so, so that's basically it for the week well it's not the end of the week yet but this is going to be the end of this particular episode of conversation street because our bonus podcast next week is going to um, just have the final few bits that we're doing, including Blackpool, which we're hoping to go to tomorrow. You, yeah. You'll know that by the time this video is out, so it's not, not going to be a secret. So that should be lots and lots of fun. The but weather's changed now. It's it's, it's still cooler. a bit hot, but it's not a horrible heat wave anymore. Yeah. But I think that from next week, it's going to be raining again. So um, it's good job that fun we were here for, for sunshine. We did get lots of good pictures and videos. In the and we also went on a secret mission today mm. didn't we we did go on a secret but mission you won't this evening no when will you know about that um, next week yeah so you'll have to wait <laughs> <laughs> but i think it'll be worth it but you can only find it out on our youtube channel yes. so that's a reason to visit that and subscribe you can find us on youtube you can find hopefully us on you're already on youtube listening to this and watching it twitter facebook spotify instagram uh everywhere everywhere we're everywhere we're not exclusive to anything exactly (laughs) thank you everybody for listening thanks for all the lovely comments about the last video as well i hope you enjoyed this one just as much also i'm really glad that we were able to do this now because i didn't appreciate how much it meant to people to be able to just watch a video of someone going somewhere when nobody can go anywhere i know so i'm really glad that we're um bringing Manchester to you, our global audience. <laughs> when do we get our Manchester money? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you everyone for We're listening and watching. Global ambassadors. Cheers. Goodbye. And we'll see you next week. See you next week. Do you have to do music? The music for this episode came from podcastings.com. <laughs>